0: Kia ora and welcome everyone to episode number 26 of the Kiwi Running Show brought to you by Tempo Fit. My name is Hayden Sherman. And I'm Hamish Meacham. It's great to have you along today, Hayden. We've got a great show lined up. What's yeah, as on, always. As, as
1: always. Always great. What's um, on the agenda today?
0: Well, today we've just got a short interview with Brad Luton, who is going to be giving the a world record attempt. Um, yep. I so, love this. I yeah, love it. World record in running slash golf. So this yep. is the speed golf record in 12 hours if you can call yeah. it speed golf yeah by then because i imagine ultra ultra, more, golf yeah, ultra golf yeah ultra <laughs> golf yeah yeah
1: um, so he's uh, hang on let me get this straight so he's playing golf for 12 hours straight yeah and then is there he's trying to get in a certain number of rounds in 12 yeah, hours or so something. i think
0: it's 220 something holes, holes he's got a sink oh whoa 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 whoa, whoa 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 have you played golf before yes
1: yeah yes so uh, I'm just doing the math on this: <laughs> yeah. 220 holes in 12 hours. Yeah,
0: you do the math, yeah. um, and I'll tell you about my golf history. I used to go down very early in the morning to our local golf course in Holy Palmerston North. Sh- <laughs> <laughs> um, Hang on, so
1: he's he's going to get through. He's going to try and play around each hour for 12
0: hours. Yeah, I imagine and so. And how far around's about? Seven. Well, he 8K. said he's going to get through about 90 something k. Holy smokes. Yeah. So it's, it's wow. big day at the office, That's carrying sh- four clubs the whole way.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man, he's going to be in a world of hurt. Yeah. That's crazy. Wow. Tell us about your golf experience. Oh, well,
0: the only golf I've ever played in my life was me and a mate used to go down early to the Palmer's North Golf Course before they opened up and you had to pay. Yeah. You know this trick, eh? Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and, <laughs> but that round of nine holes would take me ages. It must have yeah. been like three hours. Yeah, yeah. I was so terrible at golf. Yeah. I probably still am. Yeah, I so find I golf
1: is actually exhausting. Like, I never play with a cart and, and I carry my clubs. Um yeah. And 18 holes of golf is actually exhausting. I play in quite a few different charity events. Nice, yeah. Um, yeah, nice. And... Um, i played a bit when i was younger like i know how to swing a club um and so i'll go through the first kind of six holes and i'm not bad you know i'm shooting (laughs) one or one or two over par most holes you know the odd par yeah um but then just once the fatigue sets in my game goes out the window and like it running is such a beautifully simple sport like if you're not doing as well as you want and running you just try harder yeah, yeah. you just just make Doesn't it work with golf no it? trying harder <laughs> with golf is not a successful tactic and yeah. so and i have like tied in with this i have anger issues um so yeah i, I wrapped a, a putter around a tree once
0: i and, love um, it
1: yeah so <laughs> i'm not i don't do this in charity tournaments yeah. i just but it, it's no one's hard. gonna lend you their putt no and, yeah uh, it's, it, hearing this i go through a few it's well, it's hard to deal with not being good at stuff
0: yeah uh, yeah sport <laughs>
1: uh, uh golf is the only sport that i consistently still play that i'm not good at usually uh, yeah. if i discover
0: i'm not good at something i drop just it. avoid it yeah yeah like rugby it doesn't take long to, to learn <laughs> that <laughs> yeah um yep. Well, let's jump straight to the interview, eh? Um, let's go straight into it while we're on the topic of, of golf. So, yep, take um, it away. Here's Brad Luton going after the Guinness Book of World Records in the twelve hour speed golf. With me here is Brad Luton, who I've just interrupted in the middle of a, a middle of a run, and he is training for. Well, tell us about what uh, the big big audacious goal that you've got coming up in a couple of weeks. Cool. So on our 12th of
2: December, I'm going for the world record for the most golf holes played in 12 hours. Um, we're going to try and do 221 hole, uh, 222 holes. The current record is 221. Yeah. Um, it's going to be about 94k running. Yeah. Um, over the 12 hours, which freaks me out a lot, but um, <laughs> it's all good. I'll give it a nudge.
0: Yeah, and uh, I mean, I know that you've got a, a big background in in running. The last few years, you've been dominating the Auckland scene. But um, what about um, what about golf? <laughs> I know if i took on this challenge i would not get through that many holes because i'd be chasing balls in the bushes but yeah what about yourself yeah so i used to be a bit of a golfer when i was younger before running yeah Um, i used to play off about a
2: seven or eight handicap yeah Um, i play about three or four times a year now um and i'm probably probably playing off about 11 or 12. um so i can still still play okay Um, nice and nice and Uh, straight-ish that's the goal
0: um, but yeah, so it's, it's, it's the easy part. Awesome, yeah, yeah. And what's your approach? Are you going to carry a few clubs with you? Like a a wood, an iron and a, a putter? Is that sort of the plan?
2: Pretty much, yeah. yeah. Five yeah. wood, um, keep it straight. Um, yeah. Six iron for the par threes and the approach shots. A wedge for the bunkers if I get into it. Oh, nice. Uh, and also maybe a little putter. Yeah. Um, put it all in a, in a hopefully a speed golf bag. Got to sort that out today. Oh, cool. Um, yeah. I was using one earlier. Um, it's just a little bit too heavy. Yeah. I did three rounds the other day and it um, killed my shoulders. So yeah, I've got to do four times that.
0: <laughs> wow, wow. And uh, what course are you going to do it on?
2: So I out at Helensville Golf Club.
0: Yeah. Um, Is it hilly?
2: It's not too bad. I chose it yeah. because it's fairly flat. Yeah, um, nice. the the greens, to the tees are pretty pretty small. Yeah, um, some courses uh, there's a lot of distance between the greens and the tees. Yeah, but um, yeah, it's pretty pretty good. So there's a there's a bit of a reasoning behind choosing Helensville.
0: Yeah, yeah. And what's the the deal? Because Guinness Book. Guinness Book of World Records is going to be there um, or do you just no. have to have someone to to make sure that you're actually sinking the holes and, and all that?
2: Yes, yeah, so I've got to video the whole thing from start to finish. Oh wow, really? Yeah, so it's going to be multiple cameras. <laughs> um, it's going to be on the, on a golf cart. Um, I've got yep. to have somebody scoring Yeah. Um, and I've got to have two witnesses just sign it off. Wow. So it's there's a little bit behind it um, before they do sign it off. It's going to take a couple of months but yeah. I'm pretty sure we'll get there.
0: Yeah, nice. What about nutrition? Because that's a long time to keep keep moving, have you got a plan?
2: yeah, I've got a plan, so yeah. um lots of goo gels um, yeah, cool. lots of them um o s m um they jumped on board and gave me a whole lot of stuff can nice, yeah. use uh and also lots of water and coconut water yeah uh and probably sausage as yeah <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, just try and get the get a a yeah, bit of meat in me and, yeah
0: yeah Co. Cool. Awesome And um, ha- Running wise Have you ever done something This this long? Like what's What's been your longest run?
2: No, nah, Nothing <laughs> this long at all So yeah. I've done Like a few marathons um, I did a 50k training day The other week Yeah um, That was all fairly fast At 50 um, So yeah. I was pretty tired by the end So I just wanted to try And fatigue myself Cool um, But yeah No nothing Nothing anywhere near this um, 42k Obviously That's yeah.
0: it Yeah Yeah Awesome And um, So it's on the December 11 or was that December 12 December 12 yeah, cool. it's a Monday awesome yeah and can people follow your progress anywhere have you got a, um, a Strava a Strava account or Instagram Facebook anything like that
2: yeah so I'm on Strava um, I'm yep. also on Facebook um, Brad Luton Speed Golf for World Record Attempt nice yeah. uh, and there's also I'm um, on Instagram but um, I, yeah I'll try and update that as much as I can awesome um, but I'm going to try and hit the Facebook page as much as I can during the day um, probably yeah. get my wife onto it She can um, kind of post stuff where I'm at um, because, yeah, there's a few people following me.
0: Yeah, yeah. And if you do
2: want to come out, more than welcome. Um, I mean, I need people to run with me. So I've got quite a few already, so it's been really good. But yeah, I'm just going to need a bit of motivation and also people spotting the ball for me because that's that's the key with speed golf, you need someone to spot the ball. Yeah. So when you hit it, all you do is you put put your club away, pick up your bag and run. Um, And you just got to just got to just keep going. (laughs) So so, somebody spotting the ball is like a massive, massive time saver.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, awesome! Oh man, wishing wishing you all the best. That's that's very cool. And I is is this like a are you doing any fundraising or anything as part of it, or is it just um, just a personal challenge? Or?
2: Yes, it's for bowel cancer, New Zealand. Um, awesome. I might have made pass away last year to um, oh, complications to bowel cancer. Yeah, so it's kind of something close to me. Yeah, um, and yeah, it's been wicked. Like it's just cool trying to raise money for something that's that you don't really get involved with usually yep. um, and I've had so many sponsors come on board like I, oh. I've got um, Trade Me Auctions that'll be setting up on the 5th of December. Yep. Um, there's uh, um, a, a brand new lawnmower, $1000 lawnmower, um, golf balls especially wow. made for John Key and it's also yep. signed by him on the box. Nice. Um, yeah, and there's just like heaps of little things, um, like Ron hill running gear, CEP, yeah, um, OSM bars. So I've got heaps of stuff, which is um, it's been amazing.
0: Oh, brilliant, man! Well done, and yeah, good cause, very very cool. I, I, um, we're going to do the poo episode shortly, <laughs> um, but I was definitely at risk of, of developing some sort of bowel issues, so man, that can be a a scary way to go. So, um, yeah, really, really good cause. So um, we'll put all the links for people to to sponsor you and follow your progress on the show notes. um, But all the best and um, happy happy training. Uh, Cheers, mate. Yeah, I'll keep going. Well done Hayden, good interview there with Brad Thank you very much, yeah I just spied him on my run this morning So yeah. I was like, oh yes, we need an interview this week Excellent, You'll very do. good Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: well this is, I need to up my game and get out running more And generally when I run, because I'm a, I'm carrying a few extra kgs So I tend to put on the big sweatshirt and, and, uh, and just shuffle around by my house Hoping that no one sees me <laughs> uh, So hopefully once I lose a few kgs I'll be out around the domain and be able to grab a few interviews but brad brad's man he runs a lot i see him a lot he's um he's one of my favorite kind of domestic runners like he's not um you know he's not heading to the tokyo olympics or anything like that but he's done a really good job of improving over the last few years yeah totally and
0: he's one of those guys that we read out his name pretty much every week from a result half marathon or a 10k somewhere yep and
1: um he's also one of these uh run every day guys
0: oh is he on a run streak yeah he's
1: on a run streak so he's into his second year of running every day so he's wow he's up uh you know over 500 um and he's going for a thousand So he wants to run every day uh, for a thousand days. So and his the improvement that he's had doing this is just borderlines on spectacular. Um, Yeah, you know. And he runs. He's a good club guy. Runs for the Takapuna club. So I really like. Like he's getting a lot from the sport, but he's giving a lot back as well. He kind of leads that Takapuna Road Relays team, and you know supports a lot of the local events. So Yeah. yeah, big big fan of brad and he's uh also my mortgage broker as well so <laughs> oh, nice so shout out to to brad if you need to to sort out your mortgage he's a good man to go chat to
0: yes absolutely um and we'll put a um put links to his fundraising page um and facebook oh, yeah. page as well so make sure you get in and support that yeah uh, for bowel can- cancer so good cause and so um heading into news. local news yeah.
1: yes and basically um you know it's uh It's the New Zealand pole vault season. Yeah. Forget everything else. Forget the the distance running. Yeah. Yeah. And so we have we've all become huge fans of Eliza McCartney after her kind of breakthrough bronze medal at the Rio Olympics. She is an absolute legend. Um But the Eliza effect is already um, bearing fruit. So there's a young lady by the name of Olivia McTaggart who did something really spectacular over the weekend, Hayden.
0: Yeah, so she uh, a few weeks ago she beat her recent um, under-17 New Zealand record, but she's gone another 8 centimetres further, up to 4 metres 30. So that puts her at the... Uh, ranked number one in her age group in, in, in the world in the world yeah that's this, amazing
1: yeah. and pole vault is one of those truly uh, it's quite an international sport Europeans take it really seriously the Americans are right into it so that to be best your age in the world in track and field is a very very good sign yeah it's, yeah. it's a, it bodes very well for the future
0: yeah so, I mean you see yeah. it from the likes of Usain Bolt when he was younger yeah. Jack Gill. Um, yeah, so that that is very cool. It also puts her number fourth in New Zealand senior ranks yeah. um, overall. So behind some legendary exciting. names
1: as well. So yeah, yeah, that is really exciting. So and
0: I, I was just mentioning to you because um, we were at a conference at AUT at, yes. the, at the weekend, and late on a Saturday afternoon, these girls were doing their pole vault training. Um, yeah. At AUT, and then... so they had been out competing that
1: day. Yeah, true. Of yep. course. And so we we're, were at the conference the whole day, and then yep. towards the end of the day, it was about four o'clock. These pole vaulters start showing up, and amongst them is yeah, Olivia yeah. McTaggart. is
0: there, and yeah, and I stayed late to do some testing at AUT, and they kept on going. They were still at it at about quarter past seven. That's amazing. On a Saturday night, training hard.
1: I absolutely love it. Look, any one one of my not not criticisms, but one of my observations is if you take the sport really seriously and put in lots of time, the best people in the world are not just training once a day, six days a week. They're generally training twice a day most days. Yeah. In New Zealand, a lot of people are doing this, but probably more people aren't. (laughs) And it's good to see a group of of uh, pole vaulters who are obviously really committed to being amongst the best in the world, super committed to their sport, competing on a Saturday and then coming back in the afternoon and training. That uh, that gets me actually excited about the future of our sport. And if if you want to be the best, that's what you've got to do. Yeah. So, yeah, So
0: good on the pole vault crew in Auckland, and I know there's pole vault crews popping up all over the place, because yeah. Athletics New Zealand's put in all these orders for equipment and everything, and it's being shipped around the country, so yep. we're becoming fixated with the pole vault, which, yeah. which is very cool, because Eliza's proven that you can do it, yep. um, and so yeah, it'll be great to see it, more people follow in her footsteps. It's
1: very exciting, and so we're going to go through the uh, national results from around the country, and just... Pull out a few highlights, one that stuck out to me also in that auckland meet was uh Alana Barber did a three k race walk, so three kilometers walking yeah in thirteen minutes and twenty five seconds whoa that is flying, <laughs> and really so cool. yeah, really good. It looks like there's a an American lady who's over here training with her, so she uh walked thirteen fifty six to break an American age group record. So yeah, that's pretty exciting. I saw
0: I saw her walking along the waterfront the other day. Yeah. And driving along in the distance, I was like, man, that girl's running pretty quick. Yeah. (laughs) And then you get closer and she's walking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's amazing. And actually
1: I saw there's a Canadian guy who did really well in the Olympics. I think he finished fourth in the Olympics. Oh wow. And he just ran his debut marathon. I wish I remembered what the time was. But pretty good like 240 something oh nice so a lot of these guys and girls are pretty good runners yeah um the exception to that rule is uh craig barrett who was our best race walker for a number of years commonwealth yeah. games silver medalist um was was he the one who he's did the one, the one the... who bonked um, yeah that's quite a lumpur yeah but uh, you know he he also it. finished sixth at the world champ so he was a great yeah, international amazing. athlete yeah. um terrible runner really horrifically bad wow just biomechanically couldn't run um (laughs) was was pretty fit but just yeah really and he would do some running and training amazing
0: walker oh yeah that's
1: really fascinating yeah so interesting i guess those movement patterns were just ingrained in him um other results olivia Byrne racing um quite well she ran an 800 and 216 and then later in the day a 3k and 945 um, a midweek meeting here in Auckland had a great 1,500 that we noticed. Uh, Matthew Manning winning the 1,500 in 3.52, followed by Theo Quacks, whose dad is obviously Dick Quacks, Olympic silver medalist, uh, in 3.53. So uh, really good running there. Any other
0: results that stood out for you? Uh, well, we had a couple of other races going on um, oh, nationally. Uh there was the Rotorua Half Marathon. Have we got oh, the yes. results for that? Yeah, we um, do. Rotorua Half Marathon.
1: Down. Isaac Dunn won the half in one sixteen twenty eight. followed by Matthew Parsonage. Uh, Maddie will be a name uh, that's familiar to a lot of people around the Central North Islands. And then on the women's side, Sue Crowley won in one twenty eight twenty nine. So good running
0: there also cool to see michael Voss winning the 10k there yeah Um, 32 minutes flat
1: yeah he's uh, still going well i'm really looking forward to seeing what michael does this track season over 5k hopefully he can get that 5k down um really to a good level um and uh, i'm just quickly scrolling through i know there were some other good results um around the country but um
0: yeah, we also had the Adra Half Marathon up up here in Auckland, oh, which yes, is just yes, a, yes, a charity yes. run. But it usually attracts a good crowd. Um, and interestingly, my, my wife got her first ever win in a race. In, wow. Just in the 5K, though. Oh, uh, no, that still counts. Yeah, That's so, good. But she was pretty stoked. Um, Florence was pretty stoked. Our daughter, um, yep. seeing her running across the line, didn't un- quite understand why... Her mum ran straight past her. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Heartbreaking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but that was quite a cool moment. Oh, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah. That's really cool. Then in international news, oh, um, yeah. we had a few marathons going on around the world. Um, yeah. So over in Spain, we had Paul Martelletti uh, coming 20th in the Valencia Marathon in Spain.
1: Yeah, so. in 2.18.55. And we're going to talk about this later in our training talk. Yeah. So Paul Martelletti, this is from what we can tell, his fifth marathon,
0: fifth marathon this of, year since of the year. April, I believe. So yeah,
1: a, a great performance. But but you know, five marathons in a year. Wow. Um, we're mm. definitely keen to talk about that because that's quite a bit. So we'll come back to that. Um, also, international marathon news. Um, huge props to um, Craig Kirkwood and Kyle McDonald who took up a last minute invitation um, to send some New Zealand athletes to the Fuji San Marathon um which was right by Mount Fuji. Oh cool. Yeah, um looked like it was run in pretty snowy cold conditions. wow uh, And Craig Kirkwood the first master um in 23758 so not too much lower than what he ran at Auckland Marathon a few weeks ago. Yeah. Um keeping in mind he ran the Tutterweda 50k <laughs> 2 weeks ago. Wow. And uh Kyle McDonald coming in in 24322 so Really great to see that the Japanese um, still are inviting us over to their marathons and, and great that these guys were able to take up that invitation and And we're a New Zealand singler on such short notice. So pretty cool. Just goes to show, keep yourself in shape and um, keep your eye open for any opportunities because you never know when your chance will come.
0: Yeah, for sure. Also, Liam Malone was named the Sportsperson of the Year um, at the Nelson Sports Awards, which is is pretty cool. And I imagine he'll be up for National Sportsperson of the Year. Yeah, well, so
1: those awards are the Halberg Awards and it's interesting. So he will fall into the Disabled athlete of the year oh, category okay. do you think um, he'll
0: also be in the
1: and so overall? the winner of each category is automatically nominated for the supreme award Oh nice yeah um so but this is interesting so Liam he won't say anything controversial but he does not like being referred to as a disabled athlete he doesn't see himself as having a a disability so yep. uh yeah it's interesting I we've kind of lobbied for the naming of that award to be changed to para athlete of the year or something yeah, like that yeah. um but that, yeah, there's lots of technical um, kind of They've got to change the trophy. It's so a lot of hard work. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> no, well, I, I won't delve down yeah, into yeah. the details and the politics of Harris Sport. But, yeah, no, it's interesting. And Liam Malone, is he's making the most of, of this huge profile that he's got. He's on the cover of M2 magazine, the oh, men's magazine. Cool. Yeah. Um, he's still flying all over the world, flying between Nelson and Auckland and you know i saw him on seven sharp the other day as a co-host so he's wow. you know but then also when we were at that conference on saturday uh he was he was uh in the gym training as well yeah. so he's obviously uh you know making the most of his i won't say 15 minutes of fame because i think he's going to be right there on the public radar for the for the next four yeah. years at least yep. so but it's good to see he's still training and and committed to this track season
0: absolutely can't wait to see him race yeah now is that all the sports news Still yes. the... yep we'll yep. go with that so coming up this weekend we have of course the big the big one kepler challenge down south yeah which huge. is probably would you call it the the most high profile trail race in new zealand
1: no tata A- ahead of yeah tata is is okay. the highest profile and that's you know taraweda has um that kind of government investment and is part of that international series yeah so i i think they've taken over i think kepler is it, it holds a special place it, it's been around for a lot longer than other events um yeah it's in the top five definitely and it's a great event it's one of those ones you know if you were a road runner in new zealand male or female you know people want to know what races you've won so they'll talk about auckland marathon and uh huntley half and christchurch half and all and of Rediroa, these you yeah. know key events that if you win or place in those people know you know and you yeah. uh, kepler is is the off-road equivalent of that like yeah if you win oh, i don't want to disparage an event but uh i'm not disparaging it but if you win Tanifa. <laughs> People go, eh, eh. but if you yeah. win Kepler, you know, yeah, it's, a, yeah. it's a big deal. If you win Kepler, Abel
0: Tasman Coastal Classic, one of the Tarawira events. Um, yeah. Also, the GOAT is on this weekend. Oh, so, man. On Mount Ruapehu, So Wow. Yeah, big weekend for trail running. I challenge you, Hayden, to do this yeah. event one day. Have you done it before? Yes. Cool. I it sells out re- really fast. Yeah, so, you've, just got like to, you've got to
1: enter on the day. Um, yeah. It is, I will say for those people um like runners who run on the road and do a bit of bit of off-road dabble in it it's yep. not a run this is not it's a real run. technical it is beyond technical <laughs> it's so it's it i mean i've I've done 100k and i've done iron man i would say the goat i didn't hurt for as long after but the goat was harder wow really? because it's only 20k but the terrain is so hilly you're literally climbing up waterfalls. You, it just kills you. It's so, so hard. Um, and they. But this is
0: coming from the guy who would prefer to just run up and down a two-kilometer straight for <laughs> uh, for well, an ultra marathon I, I, rather than. I think you look at the people
1: who win the goat, and it tells you everything you need to know. So the people yeah. who win are generally deer hunters, possum yeah. trappers, and they will destroy like really good. Half marathon runners have shown up to this. Guys with PBs much faster than mine. Under 70 minutes. And they've been soundly beaten by yeah. people who just literally live in the forest and hunt possums. Yeah, and a fearless going downhill. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Look, that that up-down. And the whole... There are some flat bits, but generally the race is all up-down. Lots wow. of scrambling. Lots of literally... Not even stair climbing, but imagine double stair climbing. Yeah, yeah. Um, but on a... Oh, just so hard sounds good it's run by um jason cameron who's a a former top new zealand athlete and now he's a top uh masters athlete so um definitely it's one of those ones everyone should do it like i encourage every runner to do at least one ultra and at least one of these kind of more extreme off-road events just to
0: explore your limitations it's pretty cool i've
1: rambled on a lot about
0: it but yeah. yeah 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 It's well, it. I would love to do them. And, and here's my thing with trail races, though. I, and call me stingy. I am, yeah. I am a bit stingy. But, um, <laughs> I know what you're going to say. <laughs> I like to, I like to pay, pay for a road race because I, I'm getting that chance of having a time recorded forever racing against yep. best opposition I can find. Yep. Um, but with a trail race, it's sort of you versus the trail. And yep. I feel like you can do that whenever you like.
1: I agree, and I'm going to take this a step further. And I yep. know we've talked about it, and, and you probably wouldn't have said this, but where is the money going? And I've got no problem with people making money from these events, but if you look at an event like um, a half marathon on the road, yeah. the traffic management costs are astronomical. Yeah, it's your biggest bill. Even the cost Definitely. of just renting the cones that you need to yeah. comply with traffic safety management are astronomical so these yep. people running road events unless it's on a very large scale like the Auckland marathon they're not making bucket loads of money their yeah. their starting costs are just huge like we're talking thousands and thousands of dollars if not tens of thousands of dollars for a half marathon yeah
0: especially if there's road closures yep. involved and yep. all yep. that yeah yep. really Absolutely. really expensive
1: um flip side of this is an off-road event where once you have permission to use the track your costs are pretty minimal yeah, yeah you 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 know you lay a few markers out and then you tell people it's their responsibility to know the course it's their responsibility to take their own gear which i you know i love and i agree with all this most of, and the, vo- most of this. the marshals are volunteers yep. as well which yep. is cool yep it's but, awesome um, but then when you're paying a 100 plus dollars and i say it again I'm, i've got no problem with these people making money from events but i'd like to see a bit of money go back into the sport yeah and so I'm cool. not saying you have to give huge amounts of prize money, but because that could be, you know, could be a participation program, could be a community event to get more people active. Yeah. Um, I mean, there are a lot, lot
0: of races around New Zealand that put money back into trails and yep. um, conservation, yeah. which is awesome, eh? But um, then there's a lot that don't. Yeah. So,
1: <laughs> and, you know, I, I'm a huge advocate for prize money. Um, I'm never going to win any prize money, but I know, um, I know how hard a lot of people work and the investment that they make the sacrifices if you like that they make for their sport and yeah. i just know how much even a token you know little bit of prize money would mean to some of these guys and girls out there busting their ass
0: yeah so. so i guess take home would be if you're choosing a ch- trail race see if they support a a local charity or local cause or yes. if they're um helping out the elite runners who are trying to trying to do it professionally and yeah so they're, well, and, they're good things to look at. And just look at that cost, you know, and talk to other people who
1: have run it and say, you know, was that event worth $120? And some, you know, in the case of the goat, I, and look, I don't think it was $120. I, don't, I can't remember how much the entry was, but yeah. whatever I paid, it was worth it because it really tested my limits. And it was a cool. spectacular environment and they do a really good job. I've done some other events where and I won't name any names here, but you know <laughs> yeah it's not always a, a worthwhile investment. so you know be a savvy consumer don't just yeah. uh, follow the crowd and and you know your money is valuable and and absolutely I definitely strongly encourage people to support local events and events that um Yep. support the sport and and the community.
0: And the same goes for road races as well as trail. We're not we're not being biased yet. No, no, no. Um, yeah. And there are there are a few races in New Zealand that are not owned by Kiwis. Um, yep. I won't name them on the show but they're... Can I name them? <laughs> <laughs> um, if you want, they're owned by um by Ironman which yeah, is yeah. owned by um a Chinese so businessman. Queenstown so...
1: Marathon, Hawke's Bay Marathon and Auckland Marathon are, yeah. are owned by um iron man which is owned by a chinese businessman so all of these profits are heading back off shore yeah um, great races yeah and look like if i awesome it, people running yeah, them huge but... amazing and i'm particularly for your first <laughs> event i really encourage people to go and do these big ones because it's something excited to get ready for but if you're ingrained yeah. in the sport you know i would i'd say if you live in fanuapai go do the fanuapai half marathon that should be your main event for the year or yeah cool. you know travel and like there's some real great events that are at the heart of their community, like the Fielding Marathon. The yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. thinking of ones that yeah, I'm Taranaki Mountain yeah, Sea. Yeah, you know, yeah, great Bluff, events.
0: Um, oh, the the Southland Running Festival. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. There's there's loads around Dunedin yep. Marathon. Yep.
1: Um, yeah. Yeah. So and if i could talk to the um owner of um ironman international i would have to be able to speak cantonese to start with but if i if i could i would advocate for some of that money to be reinvested back into our sport yeah it doesn't have to be through prize money it could be you know whatever
0: but and uh, and like what i'm saying i'm not being racist or anything saying the money's going offshore but um it's a private business and yeah. and, it, and, it and our
1: sport you know the events are going well and lots of people are running but the infrastructure of our sport isn't what it could or should be yeah you know there's lots of um you know a lot of our clubs are really struggling at the grassroots level so it'd be you know and and it's to the stage now where most clubs don't run events because there's too much cost and liability involved. And so these big private providers are coming in and and scooping up all of those profits.
0: Yeah. And especially when we talk about like prize money for athletes, because there's a lot of runners in New Zealand who don't get funding from Athletics New Zealand. Um, Almost none of them (laughs) get funding from Athletics New Zealand. typically you need to be top 16 or medal potential. Athletics
1: New Zealand um, focuses on track, yeah. So,
0: so or yeah, Olympic your, events. Yeah. It means your trail trail runners and your ultra runners and half marathon road, road runners don't yeah. get a look in. Yeah. Don't get much of a look. Yeah. So, when you see those races that have prize money, they're good to support because they are actually paying the bills for our yeah. top domestic runners yeah. who are trying to make it yeah. um, in their chosen field. Well, so, and
1: they, by and large, have jobs so these people aren't mo- yeah. mooching on the dole and trying to get a, a free ride and make their life through running um you yeah. know they're genuinely blue-collar guys and girls um but i, I think we've said our piece we've yeah. gotten down a rabbit hole <laughs> we have we I should also mention... feel uh, very passionate about it
0: yeah, yeah. I, I should mention with auckland Hawks bay and queenstown although they're owned by foreigners they do put up prize money oh um, yeah and yeah. It, it's better than most of the other races around new zealand so yeah that's cool that's awesome that they do that so it is awesome
1: and yeah yeah you could have got the impression that they don't at all so yeah good clarification
0: yeah now we're gonna um jump into training talk so let's take a little break and we'll be right back And we are back, so we're talking training talk. And Hamish and I were at a conference at the weekend called the uh, What was it called? Endurance again?
1: Performance Summit, That's or right. something like that. Yes. run yeah. by
0: AUT and uh, FIDA Radio. Yeah, uh, another great Kiwi podcast focusing more on triathlon. So yeah, um, yeah and very doing... much
1: coming from that sports science yeah. sort of angle, which yeah I found the whole thing interesting um the first two speakers of the morning were phd type people yeah and coming from a very sports science background i studied sports sciences uh back in the late 90s when i left school um and i just found those first two interesting but slightly nauseating and i'm just you know you can always pull out a couple of little gems yeah yeah but uh, even though i knew what they were saying i found it kind of frustrating the how much they were coming with the scientific language and the um yeah okay not not yeah. not very uh readily consumable for for yeah sure for lay yeah, yeah yeah yeah
0: it was a bit like drinking from a fire hydrant the, yeah, yeah. The first two that's sessions. A, that's like, a Whoa. good analogy. Yeah, that's a lot of lot of information to take in, but it was yeah. cool. Uh, the first uh, one was from Dr. Stacy Sims, and she was talking about why women are not small men, and yeah. that difference between female and male athletes. Yeah. So, it's such a um, such a big one. Like it is, it is. <laughs> almost at the end of the session, I was going to put my hand up and say, "So, what's the good news?" For yeah, being yeah, a yeah. Woman? no, like, yeah. Basically, there are a lot of challenges.
1: her whole session was just highlighting those challenges and don't do this, don't do this, don't assume this, don't assume this. Yeah. Um. So it, it was good. It, uh, some stuff I already knew. Some stuff I learnt. Yeah. Um. So it was good, but um, like a, yeah, it, yeah, not. Not over my head, but looking around the room, there was a lot of people who were who were going for their second and third
0: coffee um, of the session. So (laughs) (laughs) try to get through it. Yeah, Um, yeah. And then we we moved on, and there was a a couple of sessions on developing athletes. Um, One in particular was was focused more on bone health, but she was sort of talking around um, why it's so important for teenagers, especially. To not just run and not just swim or cycle, to yeah. do like ball sports, I found this really interesting dancing, that and sort of stuff.
1: And so we all think running is is the perfect activity and the perfect sport for people to be involved in. Yeah. But uh, it turns out the research shows that if you just run especially as a female and especially through adolescence you will not reach a high enough level of of peak bone density yeah, so yeah. um team sports ball sports do a much better job of building your bone density than yeah. than an activity like running yeah. and then to the other extreme um they presented a lot of evidence around cycling cycling does a terrible job and in fact you end up with really compromised bone strength yeah it's worse than
0: sitting on the couch yeah yeah which
1: i i i found really um really interesting so and when you think about
0: cycling like you're falling off and getting broken limbs and stuff like you do need strong bones yeah um yeah yeah fascinating
1: yeah it's funny you know if, if an adolescent comes to you and says what's the best thing i can do to improve my running you know play soccer yeah. You know, and, and may yeah.
0: So um, Yep, do do some good. other sports, tennis, squash, yeah, dancing. No, not um, dancing. <laughs> we've got a few um Not dancing few... and not netball, okay? <laughs> <laughs> we've got a few Highland dancers and Tempo Fit. Um and, Really? Yeah. And they wow. they would have incredible bone density because yeah, you're basically doing,
1: slamming yeah, themselves biometrics the, the whole yep. day. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah.
0: So that was that was all really cool stuff, and um, they had a panel of people who are involved in sort of that development of young athletes. Um yep. And that that, that was, was cool. Yeah, really. That was really good. Really interesting stuff, and a lot of it was like, look, we don't need to be selecting people when they're eleven, twelve, thirteen, and yep. tell them they're going to be Olympic champions and training them like a dog. Yeah. It's better to just um, give them enough training stimulus to keep them in the sport. But keeping them in the sport is the name of the game because yep, absolutely um, so many people burn out in their mid-teens and yep. leave the sport just just on the cusp of when they might yep. break through. So,
1: and the other big point which it was there was kind of universal agreement on was the how unimportant uh, an individual's physiology or, or physical talent, using air quotes there when I say talent is. Yeah. Um, universally, all of these high performance athlete development coaches were saying they look at things like grit and perseverance and and other um personality factors uh, whether they can overcome obstacles and and show up day in day out and that these are the true markers of a champion i thought my personal opinion is they oversimplified that a little bit um to be honest if you don't have the prerequisite talent these people just never see you yeah so they're working with a a, you know a huge number of people who all got there because they have a little bit of talent yeah they don't see the people who who might have all that perseverance but just yeah never got on the radar so yeah i I liked what Better they off were playing saying golf. Rather yeah, than <laughs> playing back and play netball or touch. Um, yeah, interesting. Yeah, uh, yeah, so, it was cool stuff. It was really um, good. I'm really impressed with um, some of the knowledge in the sector. Um, it it kind of emphasises um, how well we do here in New Zealand as a small nation. We've yeah. got really good people. Um, you look, they're pragmatic people. They're not the people you'd put up um, to front a press conference because they won't tell you what you want to hear. Yep. They'll they'll tell you the truth. Um, but they're they're doing some really good work. Particularly impressed with um Adrian Blinko, who of course is uh is a New Zealand Olympian over five thousand meters. Five K record yeah. holder. Does he still hold the record yes, or does Zane holds it. get it? Oh, okay. No, he uh, still holds it. Well, I
0: think so. You just put a bit of doubt in my yeah, mind. Zane's know. got all the other records. I mean, yeah, yeah
1: world-class runner, and yeah. um, he's he's one of the higher-ups at High Performance Sport New Zealand now, which is uh, it was it's kind of cool to know from an athletics kind of running point of view that we've got people in there who really understand our sport and the yeah. demands of our sport. I feel like it gives us a bit of a leg up over some of the other sports. Yeah, so. for
0: sure. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, cool. And, and I suppose for any young athletes, he's the guy to run past his house really fast because he's he's looking for talent yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah, talent yeah. Spotter. just pick up your form whenever <laughs> yeah. you see him yeah, yeah 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 run run your strides outside his gate
1: yeah um, <laughs> it's, it's hard though because i remember when i was young i i wanted to be talent spotted i wanted someone to tell me that i was yeah good um and that never happened and i didn't that had an effect on me so it did i I didn't get that external motivation from either pushy parents or a pushy coach or someone from athletics new zealand or anywhere coming and say oh you're really good we need to train you really hard for the athens olympics no one did that yeah and so my training kind of buttoned off eventually um which then i would say i was never going to make it because if i wasn't if i didn't have that self-motivation to go and do it if if i wasn't into doing it for its own sake yeah um and and you know enjoying the process and enjoying just getting a little bit better every day then i didn't have the prerequisite um you know mental skills or perseverance to make it so
0: yeah interesting. Which, yeah yeah it's it's definitely um it's a really interesting conversation because there's so many young people especially around the age of so 13 14 that are told they're going to be national champions or they're going to go to the Olympics. Everyone mm. at the school thinks, oh, they're the star runner. They've come top five at national secondaries or something. They, they yeah. win their school cross-country by three minutes and yeah. and all this. They're sort of built up. But then often those people are the ones that sort of slip off the radar in the next couple of years because they just developed earlier. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and I th- I think that's a real big danger around that that kind of age. Mm, um, it is, yeah. And so not, A, a thinking that you might be better than you are at that yep. age, and B, thinking that you're worse than you are. Um, I remember I was a really late developer, and around third yep. third form, year nine, year ten, I thought I was a really slow runner. Um, yep. And then the next couple of years, I, I started growing and started catching up to people, so
1: yeah it's interesting they talk in athletics about the um they've potentially made the new zealand singlet a little too easy particularly for the juniors okay so um Mm. most years we send a rather large team of juniors to the oceania champs and that is a huge target for a lot of coaches and athletes to get that first new zealand singlet and to get to oceania champs and they see that as if you make that standard as a junior, then that's hopefully the encouragement to keep going through into your first few years as a senior to try and make, you know, a, it's a huge step up then to like Commonwealth Games or something like that. Yeah, They're saying what they've done is potentially given those jerseys away too easily. So it's not that it's a bad idea to reward these athletes, but a lot of the time these young athletes are getting that first New Zealand jersey to Oceania Champs and then going up oh, you know, I did athletics for five years. Yep. I made a New Zealand, New Zealand team. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I reached the top of my game. Yeah, you know, and off to university. Start, you know, drinking with the mates and stuff. Ah, yeah, I I did my five years in athletics. You know, did it, did it as good as I could. That's it. You know, and they're yeah. happy. They're very happy with their their short kind of athletics career, and they represented New Zealand. Full stop. Yeah, you know, they they go out on a win. Whereas you know, and and the the jump between that Oceania level and the next step up, which is I guess World World University University Games, it's a huge jump. Yeah, astronomical, massive. So a lot of them just look at that and go, I'm not going to make it. So yeah, so it's an interesting one because you do want to reward athletes. There are teams to events like Oceania's. I feel we should fill those teams and send people, but. It's been really interesting to see this effect this dropout effect of of i've made it so yeah
0: yeah I'm gonna stop yeah yeah it's really tricky and i think the new zealand secondary schools cross-country champs kind of does a similar thing where um if you win that, it's a yep. really big deal. Huge. But then what's, what's next? Yeah. It, it's, well, it's winning national secondary school, mm. the national cross-country open yep. division, which no one knows about, no one I, talks
1: about. I but, was disappointed it didn't get taken up, but I was trying to work out a deal with um, national secondary schools cross-country, with the, with the Athletics Association at the secondary schools level. Um, yeah. Massey University were quite keen... If they could secure the hosting of that event at least every second year, um, they were quite keen to put on the line um, every year a scholarship to Massa University. Wow, for the top place getter. That's cool. Um, and then that person would be part of their sports academy going forward and blah blah blah. That's kind that to me is where we need to go. So you win this and boom, you, you get your scholarship to work hard for the next four years and yeah and hopefully make that step up to international level but yeah um, you know they they were more interested in making sure that the event went to to timaru and christchurch and whangarei and all these other random places rather than having set rotating venues so so our idea got dashed (laughs) which was
0: disappointing that's okay yeah it it would be really good if we had um had some sort of university competition even if it was just a a once a year thing it didn't need to be teams competing regularly yeah um i mean new zealand university games is it's a joke isn't it Um, oh yeah it's a drinking from a a running
1: perspective yeah Yeah. um it's 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 almost a step too far i find it hard to imagine how it could be fixed at this stage because the over the years people have have ruined it um yeah so yeah we're, we're we've got this club system Ugh, you know there's yeah if which? i if i had a million dollars no i'd need more than a million i'd want to <laughs> if i had about 30 million dollars i'd i'd start a semi-professional running team um and i'd love to see a few different like teams pop up it's what they do in the states yeah. obviously there's huge commercial backing in the states which we don't have we'd have to do it at a more grassroots level but i'd love to see just groups of people getting together under skilled dedicated coaches and and training hard all together we've got lots of people out there doing it on their own you know i was talking with oscar Inkster baines about this and he's lucky he's got some good training partners but when he does his long marathon tempo runs you know he's out there on his own and that's really hard hard stuff yeah you know the you you talked about those pole vaulters working together and you compare them with most of our distance runners who have to do their key sessions alone, you know, there's
0: a difference. Yeah. There, so. And when you compare that to E10 in Kenya and you've got 30, 40 guys who are yeah. all rolling around in a marathon yeah. session together, you're not yeah. going to get lonely for a while.
1: I saw the Vice Sports documentary on the Robertson twins. Oh, yeah. It's cool. a really good documentary. Um, if anyone has a chance to pop online and, and, watch it um gotta pay for it unfortunately
0: yeah we should put a link to that actually yeah
1: um and at, at one point they're doing uh, it's like a i want to say a 25k tempo run really long tempo run at a really fast pace and uh zane says you can't do this training alone yeah there's this 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 training and you see them running along and they're all in the exact same stride pattern yeah. just hooning down a dirt road. And I looked at that awesome, and eh? said, "Man, that's you. Just these guys were just on a train and getting dragged through this
0: amazing session. You cannot do that on your own." Yeah, so. yeah, absolutely. Mm. So I guess the take home is if you have a a young athlete that you maybe your your son or daughter or friend or maybe you are in your in your teens, like it is really important to just um, remember that it's time in the sport that is going to make you a, a better athlete yeah um and just to set those small goals like although it might be a big jump to think oh i could i win my my school cross country or could i win the national secondary school cross country or could i make an olympic games have those smaller goals that you can chase after mm. and realize that you peak in your early 20s so what you do yeah. age 14 15 16 actually doesn't matter as long as you're you're doing stuff that'll keep you hungry and in the sport yeah
1: and get a good coach there there are lots of good coaches out there conversely there's lots of coaches who um don't know as much as other people yeah
0: what would be what what would you
1: think is a good coach for a junior athlete someone who is and look i'm stealing a direct line from one of the one of the presenters yeah someone who is willing to invest in you that's the number one thing so someone yep. who's interested in you as an individual that is the number one thing and two they either someone who knows a lot is is a real expert in the events you're aiming for or is willing to work with and learn from people who are experts cool so you know quick example i coach keegan um who is uh you know middle distance runner but conversely I think he's actually going to do pretty well over 400
0: yeah awesome
1: I'm not a 400 meter coach I'm not a sprint coach Keegan needs to learn how to use blocks all of that I'm not going to bother to go out and learn this myself yeah I'm going to work in with a sprint coach probably my old coach Chris Williams to to do this so oh, is he your old coach yeah oh wow yeah yeah, yeah. it's good, good <laughs> bloke knows his stuff yeah so you know and that's a re- that's a true marker of of someone who's um invested in you as an athlete they're willing to to go on to bring other people in to help you when they need to yeah yeah yeah.
0: and the other other thing that i'd add to that and looking for a good coach of a junior is that they're not focused on just the now um yeah i.e the workout that you're doing and the next race coming up that they're Mm. actually saying hey this is a multi-year process yeah one workout is not going to make you it can certainly break you um so i've i mean i've just heard horror stories from um from in, from new zealand um mm. and oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah from from kids turning up to their first track workout and puking on the side of the track i mean that yeah. is it's borderline child abuse i'll be i'll yeah. be honest and yeah. um parents teachers coaches they can all peer pressure this kid into working their backside off so much so Mm. that they do two seasons and then quit yeah and we all know that it's not how you make a good runner you got to stick at it for for years and years yeah nick willis was trained very moderately through his high school years and it was only his last year or two in high school that he started to crank up the training yeah um and so he had this perfect base of of joy in (laughs) the sport and also aerobic conditioning we've
1: we've talked about this before and this is where my views slightly diverge from the best practice Because you know if you're training nick willis i think it makes a lot of sense to take a cautious long-term conservative approach because he's so talented he's so talented he's going to do well if you're working with someone who's not so talented the fact is if someone doesn't get results um in their first let's say three years they're going to drift out of the sport anyway so i i I think as coaches we need to allow ourselves to be ambitious with our athletes yeah walk that line give them as much training as you can without injuring them or as little training as you can to get them as good as they need to be yeah and those two those two things actually aren't that different
0: yeah so yeah. Well, we, we were going to talk about something totally different today. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, I feel like we've covered a lot of a lot of ground in that sort of development space. Yeah, I think we'll um, come
1: back to this this chat around how many marathons to do in a year. Um, another which was week. going to be
0: our original topic. Yeah,
1: but hey, we went but, down a rabbit hole and it was a good one. I've enjoyed yeah. the chat, so hopefully
0: um, people have enjoyed listening to it. And All- we do have the National Secondary Schools Track and Field Champs coming up either this it's weekend. this weekend is it this weekend at the Waitakere track oh nice it's in Auckland yep yeah cool so it's actually good timing so we yep. plan this <laughs> from the start. yeah this is why we were talking about young development athletes so
1: and for anyone yeah. who's interested these these the events are um Saturday and Sunday at the Waitakere track out in Henderson yep. um I imagine I can't promise but I imagine entry is free it'll be a pretty big crowd yeah. uh, if you want to see some really if you have concerns about young New Zealanders and how hard they work and how dedicated they are to things, go to this event. Yeah. And I guarantee your concerns will be allayed. Yeah, absolutely. This stadium yeah. is going to be filled with intensely competitive, dedicated young people who will be a pleasure to watch. Yeah, who spend
0: uh, their Saturday nights down at the pole yeah. track. Don't yeah. They?
1: pole vault. Trail, Particularly so, um yeah. get down on Sunday. There'll be a lot of finals on Sunday. So um yeah, get, yeah. I encourage you all to go check that out. The website if you want to learn more is um nzssaa.org.nz, um and they'll have the program and whatnot on there.
0: Brilliant. Well thank you everyone for joining us. The the show today's been a um a little bit of a um Mixed match and a chance for me and Hamish to rant, uh, which is always good to let off some steam. I love it. I um, look
1: forward to actually, if anyone's got any feedback on this uh Yeah, let us show. know. Because, you know, we, we love um, the banter and the chats. Um, we also like to know if we're on the right path. Um, so, yeah, really appreciate your feedback. What's the
0: website? Cool. So, tempofit.org, and then you can follow the links to Ki- the Kiwi Running Show and email us at K-R-S which is Kiwi Running Show at TempoFit.org yeah we'll see you we'll see you next week and all the best to everyone taking on the Kepler and the GOAT Um, let us know how you get on yeah and happy running
1: take care